Hello, this is Andrew Hiller, and you are listening to The HillerCast. So today we're going to talk about CrossFit's new programming template, structure, whatever you want to call it. So I'm a huge fan of this. This is crazy good. I've heard mixed reviews and the mixed reviews I've heard kind of make me a little bit edgy because I think it's super great. So I'm going to try and talk about what I think is great. I'm going to kind of disprove if I can the claims that things are incorrect in the way they're going about this. And I would like to do all the positive stuff first. So if we're looking at the positive stuff, as a former affiliate owner writing workouts for the gym, it was always something that in the level one, they say you write the programs for the best and you scale them for the rest. So within that is those who are best, the ever standing quotation is that you can only go as high in a pyramid as you are as wide for your base. So pyramid, wider the base, taller it gets. Those that that right there will align rather well with kind of the general template that is an affiliate program. So the best people need to have very good air squats. They've got to have good pulling capacity, pressing capacity, deadlifting capacity, rowing capacity, uh, engines in general. And when you program for the best people, you do need to sprinkle in the, the higher skilled movements and the heavier weights. And those are necessary to challenge them. And they have to be touched upon, I mean, rather frequently because it's what's going to be necessary come the time that they need to be put into play competition or whatever you might call it. But in order to get there and to make sure that you don't fall apart when those things happen, you've got to make sure you've got a wide base. You've got to make sure that you can withhold so many contractions in certain movement patterns. You've got to make sure that you can keep your heart rate certain levels for certain durations of time. And when you break it down into that, you see workouts very similar to what the demonstrated CrossFit templated program looks like. So I'm on the front page right now. And the first thing that they've got is called the Walrus. It's a 10 minute AMRAP. 10 dumbbell deadlifts with two dumbbells, 10 or 15 pushups on the dumbbells, and then 10 dumbbell rows. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that, and you know what? It might even have it on here because I'm, so I said, I assume, and that's one of the big things that they're going to do for you. That's going to be a benefit is that they're trying to take out the assumptions of what you are supposed to do with these workouts. The best thing that they've got here is they have multiple, multiple levels. So if you don't want to do your due diligence, as a coach, as a member or whatever, and say, I don't think that I can do these deadlifts unbroken, then you can just look at level two and you can do those deadlifts unbroken because the weight is lighter. There's still 15 pushups on there. And then if you don't think you can do the pushups, you can say, hey, I'm going to do level one, which is the most simplified level, the most scaled level for all of this. And you can see that there are pushups on your knees. Still dumbbell rows. The dumbbells are also lighter. So the weight goes down. And then the part where the coach would come into play is where you're looking down below. CrossFit is giving you scaling options, which include a stimulus. The stimulus is the most important part. So if you're looking at stimulus, it's telling you the dumbbell deadlift should be done in no less than 10 reps at a time. So when there's a set of 15, they're probably assuming you want to go 10 and then five. Push-ups on the dumbbell, reduce reps to 10, 
um, or push-ups from the knees. And I'm guessing that's probably just if you can't do them. I would be like if they had told you kind of how many they were looking for you to maintain, slash if you were doing something like sets of three, five sets of three, maybe they would tell you how much time taken between those sets. And then you look at dumbbell row, maintain reps, but reduce loading. And again, I'm assuming that's just if you can't do it. They also have injury scaling options. So you can scale to a good morning. If you've got issues with the dumbbell deadlift on your back, maybe that's just a rounding position. You don't quite have the hip mobility in there. They're giving you an option. They got dumbbell push-ups from the knees or a dumbbell strict press. If you can't maintain that torso, the torso position that is aligned from shoulder to heel and single arm variant of a ring row. So the ring row is kind of the scale for the dumbbell row. That is if you can maybe manage the other movements, but not that one. Below that, they ha- within stimulus, they have the logistics of everything. Uh, they tell you it's a 10-minute workout. Duh, it's a 10-minute AMRAP. I mean, I'm assuming that once they get into stuff where it's three rounds for time or do this for time, that they will give you, again, kind of maybe a time cap. For those of you who have followed my program for a while, you know that I give you a time cap, which is pushing the stimulus. So this is under stimulus. This is something that I think is great, and it's awesome. The skill of the workout is low. Again, I talked about the wider the pyramid, the higher the peak, uh, the wider the base, the higher the peak. So when this is a low skill thing, it's something that everybody can be doing. The elite people should be doing it the best. And the rest are also going to see huge benefits from it as well, as you can see from the multiple levels that they have given you. They even give you kind of a goal. So they have it as volume. I have implemented goals in my program in the past where it says you should be able to get rounds. So on the walrus here, which is your 10-minute AMRAP, you should be able to get six to nine rounds. All of this stuff is stuff that is given not to the members from what I have read, but it's given to the coaches. So the coaches are supposed to go forward with this information and set up the athletes to the best that they can do this workout so they get the correct stimulus. So if Sandy Lou is doing this workout and she's only getting three rounds, it means that the coach hadn't looked at this done their due diligence and said, Hey, these dumbbells were too heavy to the point where you can't maintain a set of 10 when you go to address those dumbbells. At the bottom of this, they have a goal. The goal of this workout being the walrus is it says focus on range of motion today and quality of movement rather than pure speed. Cool. So it's one of those, they're telling you smooth is fast and fast is smooth. Just keep moving. Uh, Make sure the athletes maintain lumbar curve in the deadlift. That's something that I hadn't read, but I had brought up a couple minutes ago. Chest to the dumbbells and elbows locked out on the push-ups. Okay, so they don't want your chest going to the floor. That's good to know. That's a standardized thing. Now everyone's going to be doing it the same, ideally. Smooth pulls to touch the dumbbells to your chest. Okay, so they are also doing the rows in that push-up position down on the floor. Uh, dumbbell add, deadlift adds range of motion, which will, in, which will make it more taxing on the lumbar. All right, so that is also something that I had spoken about, and I like that they're addressing it because that's something that is going to be challenging on the everyday person. That's a huge range of motion requirement that they've got to get in. So everyone's like, oh, dumbbell deadlift. It's so easy. This workout's silly. Why would we do this? And you do it because it's hard for people who aren't killers, you know, and even if you are a killer, you know what? Go harder. So I'm going to branch off of this for a minute, and I'm going to go back to 2014. At CrossFit Alpha Dog, we had a guy named Tommy Moon who was writing workouts, and I followed his program when I wasn't writing the program over there. I started doing everything in about 2016. 
So in 2014 and into 2015, Tommy was writing the workouts and he would always include an RS plus option. And there was a day where so much a toes to bar and I think there was a power clean and it was just a couplet and I wanted to see how much I could get done at the RX loading. So the RX plus typically the barbell is just heavier and I if I recall, the barbell was 115 as RX and the RX Plus was 185. And on this day, I decided that I didn't want to go heavy for heavy's sake just to say, hey, I'm at the top of the leaderboard. I wanted to get extra work in and I really wanted to work on grip fatigue and high rep hinging. So if you do 185, you're likely doing singles. If you're doing 115, you got to hang on to the bar. It's going to make mess up your grip. It'll make the toes to bar harder. It'll possibly blow up your back if you're not holding great positions when you're doing touch and go cleans. And that was my stimulus that I gave to myself on that day. And I remember Tommy came over. He goes, what are you doing, bro? You can do the RX plus option and nothing against Tommy when he did this, but I was just like, I want to... I want to hurt a little bit more. I, it's kind of the opens rolling around pretty soon. And I think that I'm pretty decent as it is at the 185 bar. And I think that if I do it in this fashion, that when I do have to then do toes to bar with say a 185 bar, my grip will be so great from having done something like this, that it'll be even easier when the time comes. And lo and behold, I was pretty right about that at the time and it branched off into maybe a mindset going forward for how I would help people scale everything in the future where I would include an RX plus option and people would be wanting to do it because it's more challenging and more challenging is always better, right? I would try to veer people off of that for those who would listen. I don't know more than half the time because I would be looking at the stimulus that was intended and if we were looking at something like the walrus and if there was an RX plus option and let's say it was the 70 pound dumbbells and they're like, well, I can do the seventies. So I should do the seventies. It's like, well, just because you can and you're going to get three rounds doesn't mean that you're going to get within that six to nine range that I knew I was looking for. But a lot of the people don't know that you're looking for if you don't tell them. So Sandy Lou, I want to use the 50 pound dumbbells. It's like, well, you're only going to get two rounds in 10 minutes. How much better would it be if you got extra rounds with better positions? It'd be a higher heart rate. It'd be less uh, catastrophic on your structure, meaning like your ligaments, your lower back, your bones, and it would be better for longevity. You get a better workout. You are increasing the base of that pyramid. And if the time came where you did have to then do a heavier dumbbell, you'd say, okay, I remember doing that later one and I was able to get seven rounds. And you're thinking good thoughts about it. You're like, it felt really good. I'm just happy I did that. It burned and I got a great workout out of it. If you had gone through it with the heavier dumbbells, you'd probably be thinking, oh my God, I remember I couldn't even get into the third round. So not only are you setting yourself up for success in the terms of your body, you're setting yourself up for success in terms of your mental health. And repeatability is something that you always want within your fitness. And you want to be able to do something for your life. You want to be able to repeat it and build upon it you never want to be moving backwards. That goes for just about everybody. When you're in like the upper echelon and going crazy with all the stuff, sometimes there's steps back that are necessary. But for just about anybody who's going to be listening to me talk about this, you want to always be going up and up and up. So all of that is important. 
And I think that CrossFit with this program is doing an awesome job of streamlining what it is that they had set out for in the beginning. And granted, this one is just a workout. They have the week ahead. That's something that I've been doing ever since I have written programming is I want everyone to know kind of what's coming up. And it's not anything crazy, but it's like, hey, you can see that on here, Monday was the walrus. And then I need to get really close to the computer and kind of squint. They've, they named their workout. So Tuesday's Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever. And they have Irish wolfhound. They have just heavy day. They have Australian shepherd. And it looks like they're writing. Oh, and Saturday is Nate. There's a benchmark. So you can look ahead and you can say, okay, on Thursday, we're doing something heavy. It's a bench press. Cool. That's something that I haven't done in a little while. Uh, you can see that Saturday you're doing Nate, which is some muscle ups, handstand push ups. Sunday, you're doing some rowing, double unders, alternating dumbbell snatches with a 75 for the guys. So that's pretty heavy. And CrossFit's kind of putting that out there. I'm assuming they'll also have scaling templates and stimulus intentions and how many rounds as far as your goal is concerned. Uh, they have listed here ex extra work. And they don't have it listed, which I kind of like. They don't have it listed per day. They have just a here's some extra work. And I'm going to go ahead and guess... Here we go. Work your weaknesses, quote unquote. They have it right here. Three supplemental workouts per week for a member that want to focus on weightlifting, gymnastics, or endurance. And that looks like what the extra work is here. They have midline one, midline two, engine, skill strength one, skill strength two. Just a little bit of extra that you can sprinkle in if it is something you want. I kind of prefer having it in specific days so that you don't overlap movements. They're going to go ahead and assume here that your coaches at your gym are going to be able to want be the ones who are telling the members when they should be doing what. Hey, I want to get stronger. Okay, do skill strength one on this day and skill strength two on that day. It's like, all right, I need to get better at breathing. It's like, do this engine thing. Do it on Wednesday after you do Irish Wolfhound, which is a workout that they've got there. The best thing about letting everyone know what is going to be happening is there's, there's, a, there's a handful of reasons. The best thing would be that you're giving people the option to get better through education. So what I say by that is if you know that on Monday you're doing the walrus, which is a bunch of deadlifts, but over the course of the weekend you did some deadlifts, you wake up Monday morning and like, well, I'm not going to the gym. I didn't know I was doing that. But if you have the week ahead, it's something where it's like, all right, I knew that was coming on Monday. I won't do these deadlifts on Saturday. You're giving them the option to almost write workouts and program and set up their lifestyle themselves. You're making sure that they aren't dependent on you. Come on in. We're bench pressing on Thursday. Well, it's like, well, I bench pressed yesterday. I like to bench press on Wednesdays. It's like, well, maybe they could have pushed that to Tuesday instead, giving them an extra day of rest before they came back in. And this is, is not always something that people do, which is work out on their own. But let's say that the person or member coming athlete coming to your gym is someone who wants to get stronger. And they see the only heavy day this week is Thursday. And let's say it's going to be a struggle for them to get there on Thursday, but it's important to them. They'll make sure they're there on Thursday. And that's not something that they would have had the opportunity to do had they had read it just that morning. Or worse even is there are affiliates who don't have any sort of internet 
capability for their members. And you only know what you're doing when you show up to the gym that day. So you wander in, it's like, oh God, it's we're doing another workout. All I want to do is get stronger. And then Thursday is the one day you can't make it. And Thursday is the one day there was something heavy. So you're doing everyone a favor by giving them the workouts ahead. And even if it's something where it's like, well, I don't need a bench press or I don't like bench pressing, then I'm going to show up six days this week and take Thursday off. Good. That works too. Uh, to each their own. I'm not saying nowhere in here does it telling me the whole three day on one day off. I like working out every day. I, I, I almost push working out every day. And within that, I say, listen to your body. If you're feeling beat up, take an easy day here or there. But I think that the body was made to be a pretty cool thing and you should kind of give it what it wants. And if it wants to work out on a day, but it's your day off, you should still work out in my opinion. So that's kind of most of the good stuff I wanted to chat about with that. And I think that's a lot of good stuff. And of course you roll through the internet and you see the people who have their opinions on things. And I don't know why, but generally opinions look bad. So I'm going to try and dismantle these opinions that are bad. One of them being, oh, this isn't included in my affiliate fee. That's Well, people don't realize how much work this takes. So weekly I'll spend, I don't know, probably eight to 10 hours in doing workout related input construction and let's, so Sunday's my day. Sunday's the day where I'll sit down and I'll write workouts and I'll put things together and piece the different programs together so they make sense with one another, make a video, edit a video, and then throw that workout. And that, that Sunday alone, it's upwards of five hours of work. And over the course of the week, I like to put the workouts in the night before. And I like to do that because when I do the workout, sometimes I'll make a little bit of alteration there depending on how it felt for me personally so that they can be better suited for those of you doing them. And when you take in each day, it ends up being an additional 30 or 40 minutes a night putting in the workouts, making sure I don't have an ungodly amount of typos because I'm not an English guy. I mean, I speak English, but I didn't specialize in writing or anything in college. So got to spend some time working on that every night. And when people are saying things along the lines of this isn't included in my affiliate fee, but it's really only 150 bucks a month, it's saving you a bunch of time. I'm assuming that they'll integrate this with the big platforms like Wattify, SugarWad, and whatever people use. So all you got to do is click a button and it's all in there. And then all you got to do is email your coaches the weekly summary along with the daily write-ups. And not only are you doing thing, not having to do things that you used to have to do, but you are now probably giving more information to your coaches who can then give more information to your members and everything is better and streamlined. And if you don't think that that's worth 150 bucks, you better have something pretty damn good in play right now that is otherwise. And I know that if the other thing that I have read is in relation to other affiliate track programming and it's like, well, I get this from them and why would I need to pay this for these guys? And the way I view 
CrossFit and people and competitions and workouts, they, they align really well. And the best way to put it would be, I don't like doing a lot of competitions because of the way that a lot of people program. And there is certain competition. And I guess I should just say in the area where every year I would either do it or, I mean, at a certain point, I would just look at the workouts and say, it's not worth my time because I'm going to get smoked. Uh, very favorable towards the heavier athlete. And the people writing the program for the competition have every right to do whatever the hell they want. I mean, it's their gym, it's their workout, they put all the work in, and I'm not going to give them crap for that because, I mean, I assume I have my own biases. But I would also, in my end, get a bunch of crap from a lot of people. It's like, oh, you don't think you're going to sign up because you know you're going to lose? And it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to lose. I'm not dumb. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to beat you on a hundred calorie assault bike when I weigh 50 pounds less than you, or the workout is a three rep max clean and jerk. And it's very clear that I can do 325 pounds and you can do 365 pounds. And I'm, why, why would I go show up to get beaten? But, and I don't know, waste a Saturday and make myself not beat up and not feel good. It's like, it's silly. So there are, this is one affiliate. And I've been to uh, probably not a hundred affiliates, but a lot of affiliates. And I see these biases day to day at their, at their places. And again, their business, their gym, whatever they can do what they want. I would not like to personally follow their program for the reason that I think there's a lot missing. And I think what's missing is the base, the base being, repetitions accrued in certain movement patterns over long periods of time so that you're going to build upon it. Think Murph, 300 air squats. Is it hard? Yeah. How do you get there? You got to accrue squats week after week after week after week. Air squats, not back squats, not front squats, not wall balls, maybe wall balls, not thrusters, maybe thrusters. There's a time and a place for everything, but it all comes down to making sure the squat is as good as possible. Same thing with deadlifts. So what CrossFit, now that was the affiliate model and the same people who are kind of, oh, why would I pay for that? Are the same people who think that they have everything figured out. But when you look at these affiliates who write the workouts, who have the competitions that favor the certain athletes or the certain biases, they also seem to be the same affiliates that struggle greatly when it comes to the CrossFit Open, CrossFit uh, Regional. They, they suffer at a lot of other sanctioned competitions where up the chain, it looks more and more CrossFit-y, but the more local you get on these competitions, the more skewing you'll see of who's going to place well. So in the Open, CrossFit has it nailed. They give you some strength. They give you some high skill, but I would say 80% of it comes down to just how good shape you're in. And that's what CrossFit should be. It's high intensity functional movements performed uh, at moderate and constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. So it's not how heavy can I do this barbell complex for four events. Or how can I? How much can I power this machine for four events? Or how many times can I move this sandbag? And that's it. 
it's a nice little kind. It's like painting a picture. Some some people are gonna like it. Some people aren't. But everyone thinks the Mona Lisa is a nice picture, or at least knows what it is. And that's what CrossFit programming is. It's the Mona Lisa to people's workouts. And everyone else can just try to hope to, as they're painting their picture, get as close as possible. If anyone tells you that they've painted a picture that is as good or better than the Mona Lisa, then they got something something going on up there. Not, not in a good way either. They're crazy. Sometimes, every once in a while, it pops out of the woodwork, but it's like one in a million. So I could be wrong. Who knows? So the big the big thing is, is it's awesome. It's going to streamline. It's good for everybody. And the two negatives that I've seen are through people who say, why would I do that? I already get this. It's way better. Or I write this. It's way better. And the answer to that is no, it's not. No, no, they aren't. And the other one is I should get it for free. And nobody should ever get anything for free. I disagree with that, except for maybe water, because water is good for you. I'm going to stop talking now. This is getting a little long, but I just kind of just wanted to throw out my thoughts on the new CrossFit program. This is Andrew Hiller, and we are out. Goodbye.